Blog Talk Radio. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything! Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we are here with you once again for Relationship Wednesdays and excited to, on this rainy night in Chicago, um, and this night that the Cubs are in the World Series. Are in the World Series. I mean, when the World Series up. I don't know. I just know that this hadn't happened for, what, 200 years yeah, or something? <laughs> or something like that. So I know the whole city is excited. So go, Cubs, go. Um, so for those of you all listening in between watching innings on the game, we appreciate it. Um, I run a thriving private practice in Chicago, Neighborville, and also uh, telephonically. Yep. Here, and my background is in, in uh, business. And here in the world, social I focus on mock interviews, resume consults. All right. Let's, let's hit it. You know, one of the things I'm I'm interested in is learning ways to help couples, or one of the things I'm invested in is helping couples and families and units stay together and learning skills that is going to kind of last the relationship all the way through. And one of the things I feel like is really important is not just how we handle a situation when we're doing good, but how we handle disagreements in situations where we're not doing so good. Um, and one of those times is arguments. And so... If you're, I mean, let's make a bell curve with our fingers and do know that there are going to be some people um, that don't argue a lot. There are going to be some people that argue excessively, and then there's going to be people somewhere all the way in the middle of that situation. But needless to say, at some time in our lives, we're going to have disagreements with people, and uh, I feel like it's a really important thing to know how to handle those. I mean, absolutely. I think that's a misnomer that people think that even good marriages don't have arguments. You know, to be honest with you, I came into uh, a marriage. I was surprised when we had an argument. Like, what argument? You know, I love you. You love me. We're meant to be together. Why are we arguing? But guess what? It's a fact of life. You have two different people coming together to form a loving uh, marriage or relationship. But guess what? It's going to take work. It's going to take give and take. And guess what? There are going to be some arguments at, at times. Mm-hmm. Same things with parents and children. Same things with best friendships. Any type of relationship. No one's going to agree with each other 100% of the time. Now, there's those odd couples out that they say, we never argue. Like, I mean, in 45 years, we've never had a fat ever. We just never talk, right? We never talk, we never argue. There's going to be people that say that, you know, or they argue all the time, people that we argue every day. We don't let a a day pass or we don't have a big fight or something of that nature. But the truth is is that no matter how much we care about each other and no matter how well we try to behave ourselves, there's going to be disagreements. Right. So one of the things I remember talking about a while back is not being, not trusting your emotions and not putting a lot of energy into exactly how you feel. And I kind of wanted to bring that back up today in our discussion about how far is too far. Now, I do marriage counseling. I do uh, premarital counseling. I do pre-divorce counseling, family therapy, individual therapy. And one of the biggest things that people come to me about, especially in couples, is the things that they've said to each other that they can never take back. Mm, okay. And arguments is one of those times that people just say things to each other 
they're at a heightened state of arousal, they're feeling angry about something, maybe it didn't go good at work, and then they come home and the wife says, the baby's been crying all night, the dog put a hole in your shoe, and it's time to take the trash out. And maybe they blow up and they say, you know, you make me sick, Um, you've never been a good wife anyway, and I hate your mom, you know. And sometimes things can go too far. And I want to talk to you guys about when things go too far, what do you do? Number one, let's talk pre-treatment. You know, Darren, and I always want to talk pre-treatment. One of the reasons I tell people not to trust emotions and not to be over-emotional, now, everybody's personality is different. You're going to meet people that are super emotional. If, you know, if the Cubs win tonight, they're going to be people that are on cloud nine forever for the rest of their lives and be so happy they can't breathe. Right. Um, there's going to be people that it's raining outside and they're so sad, they're so low that they don't know what to do. So there's some people that are emotional, there's some people that are not it, but I am suggesting that emotions get us in a whole lot of trouble when we let them rule us, when we don't govern ourselves appropriately, and when any discussion we get so emotional we can argue any point. So you kind of get off topic. You know, you're talking about again, taking out the garbage, someone not picking up the kids on time, uh, dinner's not done when we, when we agreed to, and then you start talking about, uh, like you said, mother-in-law, father-in-law, uh, this happened, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't help me at the reunion, you know, we didn't go to a reunion 10 years ago, what? Wait a minute, we're talking mm-hmm. about what? We're taking about everything, you know, I had this on my chest for 10 years, I didn't, well, now let's tell you now. Mm-hmm. But wait a minute, I thought we were talking about this one specific topic, and it can kind of grow and grow and grow, and now you're talking about an argument of, of a 10-year nature. Like, wait a minute, let's stick to the topic, specific topic that we need to talk, discuss right now. I can tell you that lots of couples come in, and one of the main reasons they're getting divorced is because of contempt. That doing an argument, somebody says, that's why you're fat. The kids are lazy because of you anyway. Or they'll say, you've ruined my life. Nothing has ever gone right in my life because you've been involved. I married you. I was fine before I married you. You've destroyed my life, you know. Um, I'm not where I want in life because of you. Whoa, okay. Nobody did I expect it as much from a loser. Ooh. Or one of my favorite is when you bring up something that was said to you in confidence and you let it release out an argument. Like, you know what? When I first got with you, my mom told me I should never marry you. We're never going to mouth anything. Mm. So now you're bringing someone else into the mm-hmm. argument all trying to validate in some form or fashion your feelings, your beliefs. Or I was wondering what your mother meant. When she said, I hope he's good to you, now I know she knew you were a jerk too, right? I mean, so people can really do that. And I'm going to say that a lot of times um, we talk a lot about physical, people going too far physically and hitting each other, but sometimes we can go so far with words that we can't always draw back. And there's always a person that says, when I'm angry, I know how to say mean and hurtful things. And I just said it because I was hurt, but I didn't really mean it. So, can we take those things back after they came out? You can. You know, you can try and make up for it if all possible. You know, like once you have some negative out there, you've got to put a bunch of positives to, to overcome that or compensate for that, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's statistics out there you probably know about. If there's one negative comment someone makes, you've got to, you know, 10 or 20 positive comments and positive reinforcements to compensate for that, to get back to neutral, mm-hmm. okay. So it takes a lot of work. To, to dig out of that. And depending on what it said, you may not be able to come back from it. And sometimes people don't forget. Parents, I mean, because we deal with all types of relationships here. Parents, how many times have you said something to your kid that you can't take back and it changes them to the core and they remember it forever? You talk to kids, grown adults, who something happened to them as a child and it still impacts them. You know, my mother always said I, I was always, uh, I was lazy. My dad always said I was lazy. They never, I was a scatterbrain. 
you know. So guess what? Ten to twenty years now, they're in the thirties now. They still have it in the back of their mind. Hey, you're a scatterbrain. You're a scatterbrain. You're a scatterbrain. Things of that nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, it's hard to come. It's hard to come overcome that. Because words are indelibly burned and etched in our brains. I mean, we 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 have all these neurotransmitters that help us assess feeling and thought and content and words took a very long time, right? Yes, so one of the things, how far is too far? Too far is when you are purposely going after somebody because you want to hurt them because maybe they've hurt you, maybe you want to prove your point, maybe you don't want to get punked, maybe you don't want to look like a loser, so you say and do so many things just to win, right? Uh, and just to say that you've won that battle or that fight, and you could end a, a 20-year friendship overnight in a conversation. You know, and it's normally in those situations, it's something that you know is going to hurt somebody. So it's not like you just said it, you didn't know it was going to hurt somebody. You knew this was a sensitive topic for the person. They were tender in this area. Maybe at some point they were uh, vulnerable to you and they expressed their feelings about a topic. They told you, what, you know, how it was emotional to them, and you took advantage of that information uh, during that argument. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So too far is purposely trying to hurt somebody or revealing information that's going to cause damage, or you fill in the blank. Most of us know when we've gone too far, right? right? And many people, like, they use these expressions, fight fair, learn how to fight. I am going to tell you to stop fighting. Like, some, you can disagree about something, but it doesn't have to break off into a fight. Right. Generally, when someone's angry about a repetitive behavior, it could be that there's something that's not going to resolve itself. There are problems that are unresolvable. It doesn't mean that you can't love another person. It doesn't mean that you all can't compromise. But if you're tall and he's short and you're arguing about his height, it's not going to change. Nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. You've got to somehow compensate for it, mm-hmm. right? If She's an overspender, and he's a miser because he wants to save money for whatever reason. You may not ever change that attitude, so you're going to have to adapt a new way to express the, the way that you feel. <laughs> express those shopping habits or In a different like, way. In a different way. So let me go through a couple um, options. And I got um, – it's by Dr. Susan Heitler, and it's from Your Tango. And it talks about um, – you know, when you have heated debates and when you have fights that, that cross the line and turn into full-blown arguments and blow-ups, and let me say this, you guys know when you're having blow-ups, right? I'm going to tell you that generally, and, and I rarely say things just because I'm angry. I've always wanted to say them if I let them out, and I think there's a lot of people out there like that. And I think most of us have to get to a point, start to notice your body language, know when you're heated, know when you're getting too far into some situation, and pull out of it or go silent. One of my techniques is I'll be quiet about it, and I'll just stare, like, to myself saying, now I could reveal this deep, dark detail I have, or I could talk about, you know, how your mother was this or the other because I got that history, or I could talk about this and that, but I'm going to be quiet because if I don't want to ruin a relationship, sometimes I just need to sit tight. Because maybe you do know some information about somebody that they're not aware of, okay? Let's say, you know, you have an argument with your friend, and you know they're married, and, you know, five years ago their spouse cheated on them. They stopped it. You know, it's not happening anymore. But you get into an argument with your friend. That's why your spouse cheated on you. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's a low blow. That's one of the questions that somebody sent in today. We'll get mm-hmm. to that okay. exact thing in a second. Ooh, okay. That, that, that's a low blow. That's information that you have. Guess what? You're doing that to purposely hurt that person. And, and here's the other thing. It won't benefit anybody in the long run, right? right? Because what you think you know, you usually don't know anyway. Right. So now you're like, okay, 
you didn't two weeks from now you try to say, hey, sorry, man, I apologize. Or, or sorry, sis, you know, apologize. But guess what? Now that person has an issue. They have to deal with in their marriage. You could destroy someone's marriage like that mm-hmm. because you got a little upset about something. Mm-hmm. Things to remember in an argument. Sorry doesn't always help. Mm. Sometimes you can say sorry too much. Maybe you have an explosive personality. Maybe you don't know how to manage yourself, which to me is a maturity level issue. If we're not talking about children, then we should not be treating each other so horribly that we're saying things that the other person can't recover from. Right. We just shouldn't be. Absolutely. I mean, you don't want to get away the fact where you're actually hurting someone's ego, hurting their self-image, you know, hitting them or you know to the core of who they are as a person, mm-hmm. and you're trying to damage that. Also, you don't want to be you don't want to belittle the values that you say you stand for. I mean, most people most people don't say that they're jerks and no good, and they want to hurt people. Most people say they're good, upstanding people. They have all these this righteousness about them, how great they are, and then in the argument, they're saying something crazy. I'm going to tell you that. You ought to be mature enough to handle your temper. And if you cannot, then you need to be limiting your discussions with people so you don't end up saying things that you don't, and I'm going to put this in quotations, mean later. So one of the things that Dr. Heitler says is know when to make an exit. So get out of a a situation if you can't handle it. That's really simple. If you can't leave the room, then change the topic, like purposefully. Okay. Like say, you know what, I can't handle this conversation right now. I don't want to say something I don't mean. Let's just let's just change the topic. Right. And when you're when you're in a situation like that, when you have to leave or change the topic or do something different, um, you don't always have to do it with an attitude. You can very well change the topic and say, Listen, let's just talk about this later. Another thing is exit earlier than you think you need to. So we are if we look at anger on the level of one to ten, if you're having a discussion and you're at a three, it's time to limit that discussion. Because you can see it's already getting, can't have the pickle getting out of hand. And let me tell you something. I have people that say, Dr. Noel, so you're telling me that I can never have discussions about X, Y, Z again? Maybe not. If you can't handle it. If you can't handle it. So, like, if we're talking about a married couple and you can never talk about money, then you need to either out-earn the problem or mature yourself. Right. And if you can't do it, then you said, let's work on out-earning the problem. Mm -hmm. And you got to be honest with yourself. Maybe, you know what, guess what, I really can't have, a civil conversation about this. Absolutely. And be honest with that. You know what? It's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It, is it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with it. Absolutely. The next thing is change your focus. Um, you separated yourself from that situation you couldn't handle. Now what? Focus on something other than what you were mad about. Avoid for further thoughts about the person. So, you know, don't leave an argument and then go stew on it for 45 minutes. Now, we've all done that. <laughs> we've all done that. But I'm saying that. If you find yourself in a situation, exit the situation, calm yourself down, and find another avenue to take, another way to look at the situation, another topic to talk about. Um, evolve, evoke peace and laughter. Like, try to be a peacemaker if you can in a situation. Um, maybe close your eyes and imagine yourself on the beach. I mean, definitely try to make a change in kind of the thoughts that you're having. Breathe deeply. I mean, I, on TV, they always show the therapist that's got somebody count to 10 and breathing. But let me say this, slowing down your heart rate really helps. When you are in a flooded mode, which is what happens when we get angry, our heart's beating really fast, the blood's pumping everywhere, our frontal lobe, meaning the front of our brain, is the solution part of our brain, isn't working as good as it does when we're calm. So deep breathing is really intended to slow down your heart rate so you really can think better. Um, but she goes on, relax your muscles put a smile on. I mean, some of those things you can give or take, but do know when to exit the situation. Do know how to calm yourself down. And then the next thing is 
make agreements. In other words, talk to the person and say, I agree that this situation got out of hand. Oh, yeah. so if you had an argument, mm-hmm. it's, already, it's already got that way. You know what? Hey, I'm agreeing that this argument w- went too far. Mm-hmm. So we went too far, which we were talking about one topic, and we kind of went, went out of hand. And that's whether you're right or wrong. Maybe you're the person and you're saying, I'm right, I'm right. Why do I have to give in? Because making an agreement validates, listen, I hear what you're saying. We might have gone too far. How do we move forward moving on from here? And you know what that's about? That's about focusing on the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Not focusing on I won the argument, I'm right. It's about guess what? Because if you're in a marriage relationship, you winning, your spouse is, is, is losing, as a marriage, you're not winning, mm-hmm. right? It's got to be we look for win-wins. You know, how, we, how do we salvage the relationship? How do we make the relationship better? Not just about mm-hmm. me winning, about you winning. How is the relationship going to win, the marriage going to win? Mm-hmm. And I think really what happens a lot is the culture, our American culture has changed a whole lot. It used to be that people really were invested in community and be, I don't know like how well that used to be, but <laughs> marriage used to be a primary and people for years really wouldn't get divorced even if something went bad. Yeah. Now we're taught that if we don't like something, we actually say, well, right. you can leave. So a lot of times after a bad argument, if we let it go too far, people will say, you said some things to me that I can't come back from, so it's over. Like people have real difficulty with stamina and um, continuing through something even when it gets bad. So when we know that climate is that way, we don't want to be creating arguments that we can't turn around from. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, the next thing is test the waters. One of the things I think people should do better is, you need to be testing the waters for topics. I have seen people so angry, let's say, about this election coming up. I've seen husbands and wives literally hollering, screaming, I can't love a man that would support this candidate. Well, I don't want a woman. And it's like, folks, let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. Neither Donald Trump or Clinton are thinking about your household. Right. They're thinking about their vote. But, but being so angry about somebody's choice to voting that you would divorce them is ridiculous. It makes no sense. That's not. I mean, like you mentioned, they're not in your household. <laughs> You're not seeing them on a day-to-day basis. You know what? you got to figure it out for yourself. Now, you know what? You have, the, you have the right to believe what you believe or think on the way you're going to think, and as do I. Okay? And it's your right to, to vote as you choose to. And then ask yourself, is, are, is what you're arguing about, are you that married to that call? Is it that? I have had people come in. And let's say you listen to a radio show, like our radio show, and then right. somebody says, what do you think what Dr. Noel said? Or what do you think about what Darren Noel said? Well, I didn't like it. Well, I did like it. And then they're arguing. They come in and say, that's when we got to a big fight over what we heard on the morning show, the morning ride. On the, and I'm like, wait a really? minute. Right. Really? Like you're, and, and let me say this. I've gotten a conversation with my husband where this is about to argue about something really like nuts, and we right. go, wait, wait, let's just stop this. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> And sometimes we let our emotions ride us all the way out to something that doesn't make any sense. Because sometimes you get to just, for whatever reason, just get caught up in the moment. You're arguing like, you know what, I really don't even care what the person said. Mm-hmm. The topic I really don't even care about. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I could have been frustrated at work, something else frustrated, so I got in a, in a, in a tizzy, and I'm in an argument in my mindset. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, we're getting an argument over something that you know, I really don't even care about. Right, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Run. And if it doesn't matter in the long run, why would you let it ruin your marriage or ruin your relationship? That doesn't make any sense at all that you would ruin your relationship over something that you heard on the radio. Makes no sense whatsoever. Makes no sense. Absolutely. So we got a couple of questions that came in, and I wanted to go over those questions with you. One said, in an argument, I went too far with my sister and told her I thought her husband was cheating. It was 
it has caused a lot of trouble in their relationship, and I regret it. I'm wondering to, ways to rebuild the relationship because neither my sister or brother-in-law will speak to me. I just said it to make her angry. I really had no data. I just wanted the argument to stop. Mm. So let me recap. So basically two sisters get into an argument, one says to the other, that's why your husband's cheating. Later she's calmed herself down. She kind of wants to say she's sorry because she didn't have any data. She just yelled at her that she wanted, you know, it caused trouble in their relationship. She just wanted to say those things to make the argument stop. She says she said it out of anger. And now she's looking for ways to rebuild the relationship, even though neither her sister or her brother-in-law will speak to her. That's right, because because the intent was there, right? She, her intent was to cause pain. Right? It wasn't like I said something. Uh, I caught up in a moment, but I actually purposely said this to hurt to hurt this person. Mm-hmm. And not to mention that well, apparently it was not true, or it wasn't found on a fact. It could be true, but it wasn't necessarily found on a fact what she said. Mm-hmm. And that because now is driven a wedge or, or had the possibility of driving driving a wedge between her sister and and her husband. Mm-hmm. And now you don't know the challenges they have going over even at this point in time that they still may be healed because of those words that you put out there to them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it could take a lot to, to mend that relationship. You know, if anything, I would I'd recommend you, you ask them, you know, just, what can I do to mend this relationship? I would, I would put that out there ask. Yeah, here's what's interesting as a clinician. Um, I have to ask where that came from. I have to say, was it really as innocent as you wanted the argument to stop? Because if, it's, if that's true, and I don't know, I mean, the email doesn't tell me what the argument was about, right? Right. Um, and I don't know why you could not have just said, I don't want to continue this argument and walked away. And I don't know if she would not let you walk away, like kind of what happened to make you feel like I have to let this out so that I can just stop the argument. Right. But I'm going to say I'm questioning what was really going going on for you. Because, How did it come to your mind? Right. I mean, it could have popped in your mind to say it. I don't know. But I'm saying, where is that coming from? Yeah, so where is that coming from? That's what I'm What's triggering that? And so I want you to be able to kind of do a self-reflection and kind of – we did a radio show a few months or weeks back that was called See Yourself. Like, I really want you – to before you ask your sister and brother-in-law, hey, forgive me, how can we move forward? I really want you to see yourself and question what was really happening that I thought it was okay to do that. I think that's a really big thing. Are you jealous that they're married? Or do you feel like he's taking her away from you? Like what, what's happening that you thought that was okay? The second thing is are you over that thing, whatever it was? If you're not, I don't know how you rebuild it because, She's going to push you, to let you back in, she's going to have to push you hard to figure out, can she trust you? And here's the thing. Her husband might have paid no contact with your sister because if she tried to ruin our marriage, we went through too much to let her back in. So it may be a lot to overcome because if you're saying that it caused damage in their relationship. Right. So they're in the, the they're rebuilding right now. I don't know if they're going to have the bandwidth to rebuild their stuff and yours too. So you may have to sit back and almost let them come to you. Like if I were you, I might say, listen, I did the wrong thing, kind of acknowledge that, make an agreement. I, hey, I did the wrong thing. I agree with you that that was wrong. I'm sorry. It was not based on any, any real information, and I want to restore the relationship. And then you need to put the ball in their court because they have to feel comfortable to be able to relate to you. And here's the thing. When a person gets married, 
the husband and wife relationship supersedes the sister-to-sister relationship. Yes, it does. It's supposed to be able to coexist, but if it can't coexist, your sister has to choose her, her husband, right? right? Absolutely. And to do that, she may have to sacrifice her relationship with you or at least keep you from a distance, um, like an arm's length, so that she can sort of protect her heart. Because so, they're going to assess the risk. Is it worth the risk of bringing her back into, into the fold? Is it worth the risk to our marriage? Right, mm-hmm. because it's not like you're not just dealing with the sister now. You're dealing with the system, sister, the marriage, the husband. You're like as a husband and wife, you know, is our relationship? Uh, we willing to risk that because bringing this other person in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hard question. They got to answer that question. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know how hard you know how hard it is already without outside influences to make that marriage work. Absolutely. Now you're going to put something who's already someone already put something negative toward the relationship and bring that person back in. That's a that's a big risk they have to assess. And this is why words are so important because people can't unremember things. Right. You can't unremember something. It sticks in your head. Right. We have another question. Another person that wrote in stating that, and I have a chance to transpose it to this. But another person writing and stating that doing an argument with a coworker at work. Um, they went to the supervisor and told them that they thought that their friend had been stealing time, punching in and not working, and then uh, leaving for the day, and that person got fired. Um, the supervisor revealed that the friend was the one that gave the information to them, right. and now they're not speaking anymore. Is there a way to restore that relationship, in your opinion, Dan? Uh, I said that almost a no. You know, then how tight that list was. For one, you lied on the floor. I'm not sure if the person It's the truth. But he got angry and told it during the supervisory meeting. Oh, okay. Got so it. he basically didn't get the promotion he wanted his friend to get. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a little different than he did. So he, he blew the whistle on him. You know, obviously the friend knows he was doing the wrong thing. You know, it may have come out at some point in the time. This happened to be that this person brought it up. Okay. And depending on how tight the relationship is, that can be. Mended. If, if, if the person who got fired realized, you know what, guess what, even though I didn't like what you did, I was still doing the wrong thing. I need to be accountable for my actions. If they're on that kind of a mindset, you know, maybe, maybe they can't bridge that. But they're still in the mindset of I'm still planning on doing these uh, shortcuts and things of that nature. Hey, I want you to blow my next shortcut gig. So they may not bring him, bring him back into the fold. So my thing is, were you holding him hostage to that? Like you didn't tell before, so you were okay with it. You only weren't okay with it when he got a promotion and you didn't get a promotion. So I got to question both of you all's integrity, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, he really messed himself up with his own behavior. Right. But I don't think you had to be the one to out it. So I don't know how to restore that friendship because somebody not eating because he got fired. I mean, I don't know right, if he right, got right. rehired. I don't know what happened. Right. And I'm not, you know, I don't know all of the pieces, and there's no way you can put them all in an email. But I don't know if you guys really need to be friends. There's something not right there. Right. So, again, it, it has some self-reflection and see where everybody's at, where their mindset is now. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you know what? I'm taking a higher path. I'm going a different road. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it straight now. Is that where I'm at? But I think even if a person takes a higher path, nobody really wants to be ratted out. So I think even if his friend takes a higher path, he may not be able to accept him back into the family. And then I know if he's married, he went home and told his wife, Bozo told everybody what I did. And, right. you know, he was all right with that first, and now he's not all right. Here's the other thing. Um, do know there are no private conversations at, at the job, so he can't just fire a guy because he thinks that they've been um, 
lying about time, he's going to have to say that what you did. Like, so he had to say that. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming. So I think you, you're another one that's got a long way to go with that situation because I don't know how much it affected your friend. I mean, being fired affects people. Absolutely. Not only that person, And that makes him non-rehirable in that organization. For him, his family, you know, his kids going to school, how, how much his clothes, you know, eat, mortgage. Now, what really affected him is what he did. Right, right. Right? But what's odd to me is that you have the information before. So you were if you had gotten promoted, I guess what I'm hearing is you'd have been okay with him doing what he did. So, so I'm questioning both of y'all. Right, and I, I'm telling you that I don't know if he's going to forgive you right away because sorry you got him fired from the job may not be enough. So if you want to reach out, reach out, and you got to start with acknowledging, hey, I, the situation got out of hand, your feelings got hurt, and you had to write them out. Like I don't know how you're going to say that. Right. I mean, like you said, I think they need to do some self-assessment first before they even make that call. Hey, was I really okay with this guy shortcutting him? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Was I okay with that? Is that the kind of person I want to be? Um, that I'm okay with people stealing or doing these things, these types of things. I'm okay with that? You know, you have to question yourself about that. Absolutely. And, and I think in all of this, especially when arguments go too far, people usually say what they're thinking anyway. People are not just angry and um, I mean the young lady at the beginning it was angry and she admitted that she just started out a lie to make her sister angry but for the most part people are saying things that they're really feeling and they're waiting for these times to unleash them because they know it's going to hurt somebody uh, at that moment like kind of kicking somebody while they're down so what my suggestion is for people is if you're feeling like you have to be in a situation where you're going to say things and you cannot control yourself try to avoid those situations I agree with that harm try and avoid the situations because it's too hard to come back from going too far, you know. You can come back, but everyone's going to be tender. It's like once, like if somebody has a burn in the burn hill, that little skin right there is really yeah. tender right. for a while. Never back to the original. Never right. Back the way it then after a while it heals, but people still don't want you to touch it that hard. And that's the same situation you're in when friendships are ended or relationships are affected by, by someone else's tongue. That rubber band is already stretched out to, to its limits. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go back to... Uh, back Not to exactly where it was exactly before. Was. And if it does, it's going to take a lot of time to get it back where it was. Yeah. All right, so we appreciate your time. Do know that closer to the end of the month, we're going to be doing a panel discussion on dealing with the impulse for the holidays, and we are excited for people calling in with their questions. Make it a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like breakup R and B intense. I thought you said you love a sweater that I got you. If you did it, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift receipt. 